Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever, wherever you're listening to or watching us. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford. Joining me for this trip through the quantum realm to Camp Lehigh, 1970s, our very own Captain America himself, Josh Harris. Josh, how are we doing today, bud? Good. I think Captain America has a little bit more hair than I do, though. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, maybe a better ass, although I haven't seen your ass, so I don't really know. Yeah, uh, no one can see that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get away from Josh's behind and talk about the NHL slate here a little bit. Um, it was a, Before we do that, just want to let, uh, just want to tell everybody that if you could, please like and subscribe. Uh, click the bell. It would help us grow this channel, get us to the top of the algorithm, and keep these uh, coming on a regular basis. Uh, there was a, it was a big NHL la- night last night. Uh, probably it might end up being the biggest night of the season, though we'll see if they have anything at the end of the year. Uh, I didn't do so well because I didn't have much Dallas too. How'd you do, Josh? I had a five man Dallas, uh, no Dallas too. And I had, I had, uh, originally I had a Dallas Joss stack with uh, Dallas one, Haskinen, Klingberg, and Roop Hints, but then. I was like, ah, I don't want to be stuck if if Hints is out. So I took Hints out and I ended up going Dallas one with Haskin and uh, Klingberg and then Aho and a mini of Drew Voracek. So I cashed, but like Dallas scored six goals. So that was pretty tilting that, you know, it was uh, Robertson night. Yeah, it, w- it was Jason Robertson night. His and uh, are really good. Like, Pardon me? His per 60 numbers for rookies for who played over 100 minutes, they're elite. Yeah. And like, real, real, I think Rope Hints is kind of underrated too, right? Because there are some pretty good guys, pretty good offensive players on that Dallas team. Pavelski and, you know, Radulov and Sagan and Herbie. You have Pavelski, you have Ben, Klingberg, Haskin. And so it's kind of easy for someone like Hints um, to get uh, lost in the shuffle a little bit. But uh, we had. The winner of the spin was Fatso Fat sixty nine sixty nine, great username, awesome. great username. Uh, he had, I believe, it was a one off Austin Matthews and a one off Alex Ovechkin, but he had Dallas two with hints, uh, Robertson and Lindell, and then he had uh, the Carolina line that came through of Stahl, Svechnikov, and Hamilton with Andre Vasilevsky in goal. So <clears throat> definitely was a night where you needed some Dallas two. Congrats to all the winners. I, I know, I don't, I know, I wasn't a winner, but we definitely had some. Uh, Josh, why don't you tell us what you think about the slate tonight before we move things forward? So this is exactly the same slate as Monday, um, without the Sharks and the Blues. So we're gonna get Chalk Edmonton tonight again. Um, there's still question marks with Vegas. Uh, Pietrangelo's out. Stone's a game time decision, and then. Montreal mixed up their lines right before we went on the air. So we'll get to that. And then we have the Kings ducks again, who went off for 11 goals last game. So we might have some, uh, unfortunately we may have to talk about that game again, but yeah, this is a pretty good slate. Yeah, this is a good slate. I think there are a lot of uh, unique line combinations that you can get to, and you kind of need to do that on a, on a shorter slate. Anyway, you, you might not be able to just get away with like your four, three stacks or something like that. Um, you might have to do something a little bit different. So we'll talk about all that before we jump to it. Want to point out our super chat from Darren Clary, a hundred dollars super chat in our YouTube chat. Thank you very much, Darren. He said, had a big night last night, wanted to show my appreciation and give credit where credit is due. Thanks to the NHL Osmo crew for all that you do. Congrats, Darren, on having a good night. That's what we're here for. We're here to help you guys win money. He finished third and fifth in the spin last night, so big Dallas two night for him. I'm yeah. happy. Love to see, love to see players accumulate those tickets and cash them in. That's one of the best parts of doing this: seeing other people win. If you can't win yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of the nice thing about doing what we do is like you know the five five or six nights a week where we don't win uh somebody in our chat usually does and it kind of makes us look smart even when we lose so that's a <laughs> that's a good thing uh for us all right before we move along to the games uh want to let everybody know that today's show is sponsored by jock market if you haven't heard jock market has turned fantasy sports into a st- into a stock exchange 
Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of each match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, then buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code OSMONHL50 for a $50 bonus on your very first deposit. That's right, you get a $50 bonus deposit when you use the promo code OSMONHL50 and it is an exclusive offer for the Osmo community only. This promo expires Saturday, so if you want to get in, you got to get in there in the next couple days. So get started on the jock market today. All right. Thank you for that, Tyler. We'll give our bell a little toot, and we'll move along to our very first game of the night. We have the Vegas Golden Knights with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Minnesota. The Wild have a 2.6 implied goal total. As Josh mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, there is uh, some housekeeping stuff for Vegas here. Uh, Alex Pietrangelo is out. He's going to be out for a little while, it seems. Uh, He was sent back from the team to go uh, get some evaluation done. So he's done for this uh, little road trip for the little time being. So expect a lot of Shea Theodore, Alec Martinez, and those guys. Um, and Mark Stone, obviously, that game time decision. Um, okay, might be, it's a little bit of a low total here, but I think there are multiple lines on both sides that people are going to have interest in. So why don't you tell us what you have interest in, Josh? Yeah, so the first thing you see is Minnesota Wilds at home, and they have the Greenway, Erickson, Eck, Felino line together, which means they're definitely going to match up against Vegas one. Now, uh, Alex Tuck, if Stone is out, is going to be up there. Um, and their numbers in a small sample are really good, but this Erickson Eck Felino Greenway line is easily the Wild's best defensive line. Um, they have great defensive numbers in a large sample. Two high danger chances against per 60 and a 1.02 expected goal against. That's elite. So even if Stone is back and on the top line, this is probably just going to be a low own like MME play for me. Just because, like, I don't want to fade them completely. It's a five-game slate. They're an elite line. They're fully chlorated on power play one. Vegas is one of the best teams in the NHL. Like, it's not a, a good matchup at all, but just if you're making, like, 150 lineups, you know, you want that, you know, just maybe even, like, five or six out of 150 just to, you know, just in case they, you know, bury their – like, just because they have great numbers doesn't mean they can't be exploited. You know what I mean? So – but really what this is about for me are, is uh, Vegas too. So they're still cheap. Riley Smith is still 3,400. They're going to get the Rask Parisi Fiala line. Fiala is a nice player. Don't get me wrong, but Rask and Parisi are not exactly guys that you fear defensively. Uh, so what can we say about Vegas too, right? We say it every time they're underpriced. They're way cheaper than Vegas one. They full cor- correlate on power play two, which is technically, you know, like power play one, a, they, it's not like, the capitals that or not the capitals, like a team, like the Avs who roll like 150 or a minute 50 of the two minutes on power play one. So they'll see a decent uh, run. It's not going to be the same as the top power play, but for their price, you don't need an extreme amount of power play time. So this is a good matchup for Vegas too. And then, you know, the Kaprizov, Buchstad, Zuccarello line, they're going to avoid the Stevenson stone line. They'll probably get the glass Roy, uh, so if Stone's in, it's going to be Tuck there. If if Stone's out, it's probably going to be my boy Keegan Coleslaw. So uh, I don't mind taking some stabs on the Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Buchstad line. Uh, it's a little overpriced, if that makes sense, even though they're only, you know, like 14-1. Like Kaprizov at 5000 is still a great price for him. He's ridiculous. Like, I, like if you haven't seen highlights or haven't watched him play, he's really fun to watch. But this is a nice MME line as well. And then uh, if you want to get even cheaper, you can go to that second line because as good as the Knights' second line is defense, or offensively, they're not exactly a shutdown line defensively. So I think you can go there as well. 
Yeah. Um, one thing I want to mention about Vegas, and I mentioned it on the show a couple of days ago, and we you were talking about the injuries and how, you know, maybe they can be exploited in a couple spots. Over the last month, Vegas is 22nd in the NHL by expected goal share. That's worse than teams like Vancouver and Ottawa. Um, now, the schedule plays a part of it because they have been playing Colorado and Minnesota quite a bit lately. But that kind of gives you the measuring stick of where they stand against Minnesota and Colorado, um, especially with all these injuries. So, like, Vegas with a full roster, I think this would be a terrifying matchup. Vegas without Petrangelo, and especially without Mark Stone, I think that loss can't be overstated. He's probably the best defensive winger in the NHL. Um, That is a huge, huge loss for them. So, I have a lot of interest uh, on the Minnesota side. The problem with Minnesota is their power play sucks so much. Like amongst like the historically worst power plays they're on pace for. So like, I think if you're stacking Minnesota tonight, you're not really stacking for the power play, right? Like you want to get Zuccarello and Kaprizov on the power play. Like I get that. Uh, Ryan Suter top power play minutes. Like I get that as well. Um, but Vegas typically has a good penalty kill. Like Mark Stone's a part of that, so that's probably going to get a little bit worse, but they typically have a decent penalty kill. Uh, and like I said, Minnesota's power play has just been absolutely awful this year. So if I'm stacking Minnesota, I'm probably going to focus on even strength lines. Like I'm not going to do something super crazy and put Capras off with Erickson Eck or something like that. I think, I think if Minnesota really does damage here tonight, it is going to be a five on five. So I, I do like, like you mentioned that Mac matchup, the Caprizov uh, Zuccarello matchup. I do like that matchup going into that third line uh, for Vegas here tonight. But honestly, I think either of the top two lines are in play for, for Minnesota here tonight. Um, over on the Vegas side, one thing I want to mention is that they did change up their power play uh, last game with Stone out. So that Vegas too, I think you, you were saying earlier, they have full correlation. I think they lost that in their last game. Okay. Uh, Mar- yeah. Marchessault got moved to the second power play unit uh, with uh, glass and Stevenson. I think it's like glass Stevenson, Haig and Martinez, like the, the second power play unit is just nothing anymore. So, but Carlson and Smith are now on the top power play unit and it figures to be heavily used. So while they're not fully correlated, it actually might be a better situation for them now that they're going to get all those heavy top power play, top power play minutes. Uh, so if you want to go to the Vegas side, I think you want to focus uh, on that top power play. So guys like Pacioretty, guys like Carlson and Smith, um, are, and Alex Tuck. So I think like Pacioretty, Tuck, and Theodore makes sense. Carlson, Smith, and Theodore makes sense. Something along those lines. Um, for defensemen here, I noticed in the last game, Nick Haig picked up a lot of minutes. He was up to, I think, 21 minutes last game playing on the second power play. And he's a good puck-moving defenseman uh, for Vegas, and he's only priced at 3K. Alec Martinez played a lot more minutes with Petrangelo out. He's up to 5K. I think there are a lot of defensemen on both sides to like here. Yeah. Um, Theodore, if you're obviously using anyone in the top power play, is a lock. Uh I'm a big Alec Martinez fan, despite the 2014 Stanley Cup, which he scored the game-winning goal against the Rangers. But 5,000, he was up around like 5,700 even last week. So with the bump with Petrangelo out, if you want to one-off Martinez, that's fine. Haig, I like Haig. 3,000, it's a it's a fine price. And then on the on the wild side, you know, yeah, Suter gets the top power play at 3,800. But, you know, at one point there were like two for the last 47 on the power play, something – horrifically bad like that so for me like i i don't mind going to spurgeon uh extra 400 to go to spurgeon and then and then if you just want to spend up uh matt dumba is preferred over jonas Burdine. yeah uh i do kind of like dumba as a one-off here tonight like his like he won't get that much ownership i don't think um playing on the secondary power play unit as the most expensive wild defenseman um but he like his peripherals are typically very good. He can he's one of those guys we talk about the combo meal. He's one of those guys that can do it. He can put up the shot block and the shot on goal bonus in a single game. Not that he'll do it often, but he's capable of it. So uh yeah, do like Matt Dumba. Um, don't mind Hag. Like Hag is a guy that I feel like you can throw in pretty much with any one of your Vegas stacks, right? Because I think once you get down to 3K with 21 minutes of power play time, like at that point. Like, if you want to correlate him with PP2, I guess that's fine. But I think at that point, you really want to get him 
uh, with the studs from Vegas. So I think, again, whether you're power play stacking Vegas or not, I think Hag makes sense in almost every lineup that you're making. But again, if you can get up to Theodore, that's fine. Uh, Capo Kakinen, I like him tonight. Uh, have a fair amount of him. Do you like him? I do too. I was saying in, in the Slack chat earlier that it feels kind of trappy just because of his price. Like he's coming off a shutout the same nights, two nights ago, his price has gone down. He's at home. So he's probably going to have a little inflated ownership. I guess goalie ownership doesn't matter if you're the, if you're the best goalie of the night, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like him uh, as a one-off. I like him with the wild. I just am concerned that this, it just feels like a trap, but if stone is out, I will have more confidence putting him in. Yeah. I know what you mean, but it, but it feels like a trap. Like it feels dirty putting him in at his price. But on, and I was like, saying in our Slack chat earlier today, I think this is a good goalie slate. Like yeah. there are some nice prices on some good goalies and some decent spots. So um, if you think that Kakadin is trappy, you don't necessarily need to use him. There are other goalies you can use, and we'll get to those in a little bit. There may even be one in this very next game. Ottawa, 2.6 implied goal total. Going into Edmonton, the Oilers have a 3.9 implied goal total. There's going to be a lot of ownership on Edmonton here tonight. Uh, the Oilers look like they're sticking uh, with their uh, the top line they have been running with. That includes uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Yamamoto uh, on the top line. Ottawa changed up their lines a little bit. So their top line looks like Josh Norris uh, between uh, Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. Uh, and their second line, actually, well, all their lines changed up. Their second line now is Colin White between Tim Stutzla and Evgeny Dodonov. Uh, in their, we always talk about the Edmonton power play because they kind of mix it up. Uh, they're fourth forward a little bit. Uh, last game again, uh, Chason and uh, Neil uh, both got PP time, if I'm not mistaken. So you're going to have to pick between one or the other. In that situation, I typically go with a cheap player anyway. But I'll let you break down this game. Uh, what do you like here from both sides? Because I think there's something from both sides to like. Yeah. Um, so let me start with Edmonton first. So. Lastly, look, Connor McDavid was like 50-something percent. Like, that line was just ridiculously on, like, insanely on. And they did okay. They did, weren't enough to be on the optimal lineup. Uh, Dreisaitl had one shot. Yamamoto had one shot. And they <laughs> both scored on that one shot, <laughs> which is a bit worrisome. Like, I hate conjecturing that a player is playing hurt. But something's off with Leon Dreisaitl. Like I, I said it yesterday about Matthews and he, he, you know, he moved power play spots and then he scored two goals. So like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, something's his play, his minutes have been like, maybe they're trying to get him going playing with McDavid. Maybe it's just like a confidence issue. We don't really know. Only he knows. So I think obviously uh, the chalk tonight's still going to be Edmonton one. Now, now that the, the Senators mix up their lines, I would imagine the McDavid line is going to get the Norris-Kachuk-Batherson line. And that, that line in a almost 80-minute sample is very high event, both ways. So I think you can go to both top lines tonight. Um, maybe even Ottawa's sneaky, maybe not anymore, because I think, you know, last game Mike Smith got lit up like a Christmas tree. The last game he was in net. So I think the, the shine is wearing off him a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Brady Kachuk is the best player on the Sens. And so, like, if I'm going to spend up on the Sens, I'm going to have Brady Kachuk in there. It, it is a little bit worrisome going against the McDavid matchup, but, like, I think this is a matchup that's going to be pretty open hockey. So both top lines for sure. Uh, obviously, Edmonton one's going to be the chalk. Uh going to play him. You can get a little bit different if you want because Yamamoto didn't see power play one time. You could put Nugent. You could put Jason in there. Jason had a good game last night in like his seven minutes of ice time or whatever. He had five shots on goal and a goal. But like, you know, he's only going to get 10, 11 minutes, but he's 2,600 and he does see power play time. So chances are, you know, if he does get there, it's going to obviously be on the power play. And then this second line for the Oilers is going to get the depth of the Senators. So... You know, Tierney Brown, uh, Zingle, not the best defensive line. So I don't mind going to Edmonton too tonight. Uh, I also don't like this. I, don't, I like the Stutzla White Danoff line, especially because Stutzla and Dadanoff power play one, they're cheap two man. I think you can put them in with Shabbat and not really kill what you're trying to do in the rest of your lineup. So there's, there's really a lot to like in this game. And honestly, I think I like the Ottawa side a bit more just because of the ownership. And 
you know, like if you put in McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins with Barry, right? You're kind of hampered on where you're going, right? There's only so many avenues you can go. So I think going to this this Ottawa side against uh, Mike Smith is where I want to be heavier on this game. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that because I am a big, big fan of the Ottawa side here today. Uh, the matchups, I mean, the five on five matchups, it's something to bring up, but again, like I think Pooley like Pooley and Nugent Hopkins, I think are both better defensively than Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. So like, even if it's a tough quote unquote matchup, I think it's a lot easier than it was a week ago. Um, what really makes me like this matchup here tonight is the special teams. Um, Ottawa is seventh by power play opportunities per game. Like they generate amongst the most power plays for their team in the NHL. And the Edmonton power play is 28% worse than the league average and bottom 10 by goals against like Edmonton has an atrocious power play. Not that Ottawa's is very good, but if you're, if Ottawa can draw four or five power plays against one of the worst penalty kills in the league, um, I'm probably going to attack that and I'm going to attack it, especially uh, where we have some of their ownership. Like we have Drake Batherson, 6%. Uh, Chuck is a little bit higher, but not a whole lot. Like he's at 8%. Um, this is a top line that could play 18, 19 minutes in a great special teams matchup coming in. That'll probably come in at about 5% on a five game slate. So I really, really like that top Ottawa line. The problem with the top, like, the, the thing with the top Ottawa line is that if you want to play Edmonton one or Colorado one, you can't fit them. It's they're just too expensive to fit. So like, if you want to use um, that Ottawa top line, you have to go somewhere else. You have to go uh, maybe the Los Angeles top line or, you know, Vancouver power play stack or something like that. Like, like if you want to use Edmonton and Colorado, you can't use Ottawa, but I think Ottawa is in a better spot than people realize tonight and the ownership, like there's almost no ownership on them or little ownership, I should say. So I do like that. And if you want to go to the Stutzla two-man, like we have them in the mid-single digits ownership as well, the Stutzla Dodonov two-man. And it's a lot cheaper, and they're on the top power play, uh, taking advantage of that great special teams matchup. So, again, I think there is uh, quite a bit to like here uh, from the Ottawa side because, <laughs> and like it's my field, and try to take advantage uh, of a decent matchup. Um, looking at the defensemen, I mean, I think mostly I'm just correlating, uh, you know, Barry or Nurse in my Edmonton lineups. You know, I'll dump down to Bouchard. One thing to note is that they might be going with seven defensemen tonight. So uh, that could cut into the ice time for the lower guys, guys like Bear, guys like Legacy, guys like Bouchard, um, if he plays. So uh, just be aware of that. Um, on the Ottawa side, I think I'm correlating Shabbat in my PP1 lineups or going right back to Artem's up. Uh, as a punt so uh, those are my demon who are yours yeah I agree I I uh, if I'm using Edmonton one or I preferred nurse over Barry I know like that may not be popular and lastly nurse was half the ownership is Barry but like Barry seems like he's like a power play dependent type of guy nurse is the one who just blocks shots puts shots on goals so like I 6,300 Barry is just is a tough pill. For me. <laughs> I'd rather put in nurse. If you want to play Barry, certainly fine. For me, I'm a nurse guy. <laughs> <More way. laughs> she's home. Maybe she's watching. <laughs> Josh, Josh's fiance is a nurse, which is why that was doubly funny. <laughs> yeah, but getting back to it, uh, for me, uh, on the Ottawa side, I like Shabbat. Uh, he's been playing ridiculous minutes. Ridiculous minutes, like 27, 28. He hasn't been doing much with it fantasy-wise, but he's been playing really well. I think you keep putting back in and Artem Zub, my son, I think you could definitely min-price punt him. Yeah, I like Artem Zub uh, as a min-price punt. I think I'm, I'm, I'm mostly correlating. I'm going to stick with Barry, but like at this point, you can't argue with Nurse's production and what he's done this year. And again, like if you want to put him in, but I think Nurse is the guy that I would want off to. Like if I don't, want to play an Edmonton stack, but still want to get something out of that game. I think nurse makes the most sense as a one-off Matt Murray. Are we playing some Matt Murray tonight. Yeah. He's kind of like, I don't want to say like Gibson, but like his price doesn't move. Like he's always the same price. No matter like 
if he's playing like some like junior hockey team on rollerblades, he's going to be 7,000. So like <laughs> you have to have 7,000 Matt Murray. Cause if they win, he's going to see like 30, 40 shots. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. I just hope that if he wins, it's not, it's seven, two and not seven, six. Yeah. So um, let's hope uh, we can get some luck with Matt Murray here. Not in on Mike Smith. I assume. No, 8,300 <laughs> Mike Smith. I, there's a lot of things I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. We'll just leave it at that. All right. Uh, yeah. Not in on Mike Smith. All right. Um, before we move it along, just want to let everybody that's watching know or listening, uh, you can get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content uh, for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass that comes to $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, player rankings, our Slack channel, and a whole lot more. If you only want to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for our Osmo Plus NHL weekly package at $11.95 per week. You can stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. And when you join Osmo Plus, you you really join a community here. The tools and projections are nice, uh, but you also gain access to our premium Slack channel where you can talk strategy and other topics with your fellow DFS players. Uh, You can participate in office hours with Osmo experts, and you can stay up to date uh, with projections from Osmo, Alex Baker himself. So uh, it's a favorite feature of many of our subscribers and added perk to the Osmo Plus package. You know, we have a lot of people telling us uh, just how much they enjoy the community. You know, we talk a lot of hockey, but we talk uh, some other stuff, NBA top shots once in a while. Uh, talk about some PGA. We'll talk about some NBA a little bit. Uh, we mostly keep it to hockey, but we like to help each other out uh, wherever we can. So, uh, the Slack channel is a, is a big perk uh, with our Osmo Plus package. So head on over to Osmo.com. Uh, sign up now, $29.95 for a weekly Osmo Plus weekly pass. All right. I think it just said weekly twice there in one sentence. So I'm done with that ad read. We'll move on to the very next game. Uh, Arizona has a 2.4 implied goal total there going into Colorado. The Avalanche have a 3.1 implied goal total. Colorado is welcoming back Nathan McKinnon. It looks like he's going to play tonight. Um, Colorado's starting to get healthy. They had a lot of injuries. I think almost all of their forwards are back now, except for one. Uh, Most of their defensemen are still out, but at least their forwards um, are back and healthy. The only guy that looks like he's still out uh, amongst their forward group is JT Comfer. Um, Arizona, like... We don't, we typically haven't had a lot of interest in them since they broke up the Keller, Garland, and Schmaltz line, but there are a lot of chief players here that we might need in some Edmonton stacks. So why don't you tell, tell us if there's anything you like on the Arizona side first and then hit up on Colorado. Yeah, there's a lot I like in this game. Um, what's it, like, what do you have for the lines? Garland, Schmaltz, Kraus? Yes. Okay. Garland, Garland Schmaltz, Kraus, and Keller, Pitlick, and Dvorak. Yeah, so Arizona side, I like this Keller, Dvorak, Pitlick line. They're going to get um, probably the Kadri matchup, which hasn't been great this season. Um, Sot's a nice offensive player, but he's aging. He's not the best defensively. Burakovsky's a good player, too. But, like, obviously you don't want to go into the McKinnon matchup. Um, and you definitely don't want the Yost matchup either. That's a good line, uh, defensive line. So the line you really want to go after is the Kadri line. I like this Dvorak Keller two man. If you want to put in Pitlick, that's fine. Uh, it's nine thousand for the two of them. They're Dvorak Keller, two of their best. Uh, which who knows what I'm saying with that? But they're two of their better <laughs> players. Um, they're going to get a decent matchup. So if I was going to go to a five on five, it's going to be Dvorak Keller. If you want to do like a Garland Schmaltz Dvorak power play stack, I think that is fine as well. Just because. The Avs are missing a bunch of defensemen, so their PK might not be in tip-top shape. But this game, for me, is all about the Colorado side. Um, that top line is going to get the Schmaltz-Garland matchup. And, like, yeah, it's a small sample, but, like, with Kraus there, their defensive numbers are, like, <laughs> asinine bad. Like, almost a five-expected goal against. It's a 27-minute sample, but, like, whew, that is horrible. So, like, I – like I don't take too much stock into 20 minute sample, 27 minute sample. I want to see that like 50, 60 minutes, but it's still not great. So like it's there for a reason, like it happened. So like 
This Colorado top line, I think I prefer them to Edmonton tonight. If you're spending up, uh, you probably get a little bit of a, it's more of like an ownership thing. It's not like, um, oh yeah, the Edmonton going into Ottawa is just terrible. But like, I would imagine maybe McKinnon's super high, but I imagine you're going to get Landeskog and Ranston a little bit less than uh, a dry sidle uh, or a Barry, something like that. And they fully correlate power play one. And the, the things that we've hit on in the past couple shows is the Coyotes penalty kill has been bailed out by their goaltending. And now Darcy Kemper is out. It's probably going to be Auntie Ranta, who's still a good goalie. I think it's Ranta tonight. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, he's he's projected. It's he's not projected. for sure, but it's almost certainly going to be Ranta. Either him or Aiden Hill, I would imagine. But like, so like, yeah, Ranta's a good goalie, but like they can't keep up the pace that they're they're bailing out the penalty kill. So I like Colorado one, Colorado power play. I would imagine with McKinnon back, he's obviously going to take his power play spot. So Burakovsky, Burakovsky is probably going to go to the second power play unit. Uh, so I don't mind uh, Colorado top line. You add in Kadri, uh, you know, you can add in Gerard, but 5,100 is a little bit pricey for me. And then if you really need like a cheap line, if you want to jam in, if you're jamming in like Edmonton power play, I think this Colorado third line is in a good spot as well. The, the, the Coyotes depth is terrible. Uh, Colorado three is almost min priced. Like they're almost 7,500. They're like maybe a little bit over 8,000. Nishushkin, Yost, Donskoy. Like if you want to take a two man from that, that's perfectly fine. Like Nishushkin has been good. Um, Donskoy is always a personal favorite of mine. So that's like a 5,500. Uh, two man that you can put in with your Edmonton power play to really free up some salary to not have to completely punt your last couple spots. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that Colorado three. Cause I actually wrote that down. I just put call three great matchup and it absolutely is a good matchup. So I do like them as a filler. Um, the Colorado power play, I think that is the focus of this game. Um, like you said, Arizona penalty kill, uh, worst expected goals against in the league this year, but they're getting 903 goaltending on the penalty kill, which would be about league average at even at all strengths. So um, it's safe to say that they're overperforming and that Colorado power play is absolutely deadly. The one thing I want to mention is roster construction with this game because Kadri and McKinnon and Rantanen are all centers on DraftKings. Cause remember Rantanen was the center in their last game with McKinnon out. Now that, uh, McKinnon's back. Rantanen is going to move over to the wing, but he's still listed as a center on DraftKings. So you have Rantanen, Kadri, and McKinnon all on power play one, all as centers. I think that's a – and Kadri's pretty expensive now too. He's up to 6,300 on DK. So if you want to stack Kadri, McKinnon, and Rantanen, it's like $22,000 um, just to power play stack those three guys, like 22-4 something. You put in Gerard, you're up to 27 at a you know a seventy five hundred goalie, you're up to thirty five k, and you have a stack and a defenseman left to fill in. Like you really don't have a lot, but I think the triple center is definitely something that's going to be unique tonight. A lot of people don't even like to play double centers. Like I think um, even McKinnon and Rantanen might be a somewhat more unique combination than it normally will be because people just don't like to normally play double centers. I mean they will tonight because it's a five game slate. Um, but I don't think it'll be as popular as it should be. And I think the triple center will be even lower on um, just because then you, you absolutely have to look for two man duos like the Donoff and Stutzla or Parise and Fiala or something like that. Um, so I'm a big fan of getting, you know, kind of different with Colorado, getting kind of freaky with Colorado here tonight, uh, double center, triple center, um, I think is a very good way to get different. If you're worried, um, about Colorado ownership, which has been coming up through the day, but I think is going to stay relatively low. Again, the full power play stack is going to be low just because it's a triple center setup. So I do like that a lot. I don't have much from the Arizona side here. I had, I think I have like some one-off Garland or something like that, but these lines, they just don't do anything for me. Like, I think, I think it, it wouldn't be a stretch to say that Arizona might be the worst team in the league. Like they just, they just don't – there's just nothing exciting here. Like you said, Lawson Krauss just isn't anything special to play on that line. Like Clayton Keller having to play with Tyler Pitlick is just like – there's just nothing here to like. So, like I said, I do have some one-offs. I think I have some one-off Osterley. I have some one-off uh, Garland. Um, 
that's about it from the Arizona side. Uh, moving to the defenseman, Colorado's pretty much just playing Taze and Gerard like 25 to 30 minutes. And then everybody else just gets like 15 to 20. So I think like with Colorado, you just correlate with Gerard uh, one off with Taves, the rest of the guys, I think you can leave alone unless you want to just like straight punt somebody. Um, Arizona. I don't like, like I said, I was a one off Osterly, but that's about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the defenseman in this game. Uh, if you want to take a stab at Jacob McDonald at 2,800, I guess that's okay. Like, I wish Devin Taze was like 4,700, not 5,300. But, you know, I'm probably going to be underweight. Like, and he, like Alvar Ekman Larson down to 4,000, but I still don't want to play him. Like, I'm probably going to be underweight on the defenseman from this game as a whole. You're going to your boy uh, Labushkin again or no? No, I think I'm <laughs> off the Labushkin train. He's kind of burned me a few too many times. Like, he start, he's, he actually stopped blocking shots. Uh one zero two in his last three, so only three block shots in three games is certainly not going to get it done. I am off the Labushkin hype train. Uh, anything else for you from this game? I normally don't like to pay up at goalie, but this Coyotes team is terrible. Like Grubauer at eighty two hundred has some interest to me, and if you are fading Colorado, Auntie Ranta has the ability to <laughs> win. Doesn't mean he's going to, but he is going to see a hefty amount of rubber tonight yeah um he's kind of in that matt murray boat you know as long as they don't score five or six he might be able to put up a good dfs score um all right let's move it along to our next game then uh we have the los angeles kings with a 2.5 implied gold total going into anaheim anaheim also carrying a 2.5 implied gold total though i think los angeles's has come up a bit uh during the day uh, one thing to note is uh, Troy Terry is out for uh, Anaheim tonight. Uh, he had been playing on the top line uh, with Comtois and and uh, Ryan Getzlaff. Um, ja- Jakob Silverberg jumped up onto that line after Terry got hurt in the last game and played there for the most part for the rest of the game. So I think you're going to see Getzlaff, Silverberg, and Comtois, but that's not for sure. At the least, you could probably re- rely on Getzlaff and Comtois being together. And that's the same thing for Henrik and Zegers. We, I wouldn't, I don't want to say for sure who their third forward is going to be. So I'd say just rely on the pairing of Henrik and Zegers uh, playing together. Um, this is going to be a popular game because I think this is a game where a lot of people are going to get their filler stacks for teams like Edmonton and Colorado. So let's take our time here. Um, I kind of like the, the Los Angeles top line here tonight as one of those, uh, lines that's probably not going to draw a lot of ownership because Edmonton and Colorado are here. Um, but there are more lines to like other than that. So what do you like here? Yeah, it's kind of hard from a matchup perspective, just because you don't, we never know the Ducks lines. Like, you know, the, the two mans, like you said, Getzlaff and Comtois are probably going to be together. Zegris and Henrique probably be together. I would imagine Lundestrom and Raquel probably but if Silverberg's up on the top line you could see Raquel move up with Henrique you could see Max Jones we just don't know so like and now Raquel's price has come up a little bit so they're not all the same price so like you kind of have to be a little bit more aware if you're just randomly throwing in ducks like you have to keep I would put in the combos that you know for sure and then if you know you want to add in something when you see the lines you can but I agree. I this Kopitar Dustin Brown I follow going up against Getzlaf Comtois, it's probably gonna you know, it's gonna be missed right because there's Colorado, there's Edmonton, there's even like Ottawa is similarly priced. Um, you know, some Montreal, Vancouver similarly priced. So like this Kopitar line may you know, and I imagine their ownership's low, despite it being eleven goal game. So. I don't mind going back to this LA top line just because like they're, they've been really good on the power play, strangely enough. Um, and Kopitar is always involved. Like that, that guy's on the ice. It seems like 48 minutes a night. So like Drew Dowdy's still like not to the point where you can't play him. Cause he's like 6,800. He's only 5,500. I think you can put him in there. Um, if you're not a fan of I follow Dustin Brown, like, I get it. Like you can leave them off and add in Kempe if you want for a little bit of salary relief. But for me, if I'm going to go uh, any sort of power play, it's going to be LA one with Dowdy. And then 
hello darkness, my old friend. Jeff Carter is going to get the, the Gabe Velarde Carter Anthony CU is going to get the depth of the the Ducks most likely. I mean, what are we saying? They're all depth lines because they all play 15, 16 minutes a night. <laughs> but you know, it's a good matchup. So they are getting up in price a little bit. It's not like you're going to put Velarde and Carter in for like seventy nine hundred or for like 7,000, they're up in the 8,000s and two man. Anthony CU makes that line like 11 and change. So I think as a filler, it might be a popular filler just because Carter's been good recently. Vardy has been decent recently. Uh, Anthony CU is a, if you play NHL DFS, you know him from the wings. And so, and even played next to McDavid for a little bit, but they fully correlate power play too. They're going to get, you know, not the gets laugh line. So I would imagine they're going to be a, a decently popular filler with the Edmontons, with the Colorados, et cetera. So just be aware. Uh, I'm not saying don't play them because I like Velarde, uh, Carter, Anthony, the CU. Just be aware of what you're doing. If it's too easily, it may be duped. And then I like Kempe. Like I would consider him as a one-off. I don't know if you want to go to like a one-off on a third line, but he does see the power play time. He's a shooter. Uh, so I kind of like the Kings tonight and then, you know, the ducks, I probably am a little bit more hesitant to pull the trigger on the ducks, even though they did score a bunch. Like I probably have just those two mans, the Comtois and Getzlaff or the Zegras and Henrique. I'd probably be more Zegras Henrique just because they're going to avoid the Kopitar matchup uh, or like a one-off for Kel. Just, just because like, we don't know for sure what the lines are going to be. If we knew the lines, I'd have better analysis on the ducks, but you just kind of have to play it carefully because there's no beat riders we luckily got the even the news on uh you know troy terry being out so hopefully we get news before uh the game goes and if there's a line you like put them in but that's about as best as i can do on the ducks yeah the thing with anaheim with me is i'm not really a fan of their ownership here tonight like we have them on very high ownership we have uh, Silverberg and Henrik around 15%. We have um, Zegers are, uh, between 11 and 12%. Like if all those guys are low to mid teens, like that's really chalky for a, a line. That's probably got like a 2.1 expected goal goals for per 60 minutes uh, in a low total game, like on a bad offensive team. Like it, it, I don't want to say I'm going to fade Anaheim tonight, but I'm, probably going to come in underweight on them like I just think there's just no I would I don't want to say there's no justification the justification is is that they're at home against not a great team uh, on a short slate but like I don't want to just jam in Anaheim with my Edmonton and Colorado just because they fit I think it's very worth taking the time to try to find other lines that are more unique like we'll talk about uh, the Montreal game later, there's pro- definitely a line in the Montreal game with the new lines that you can use. Uh, we talked about uh, Ottawa too earlier. We talked about uh, the Dvorak Keller Pitlick line from Arizona. Like there are other lines that are going to come in sub 10% that are either in as good, if not better spots that will play more minutes. They might be a little bit more expensive, but so what you have to go down to Alex chase on instead of playing James Neal big, you know, it's not that big of a loss. Maybe you have to leave Tyson Berry off your stack or something like that. I think it's worth it. Um, just to avoid what is going to be really chalky secondary stacks from Anaheim. So I am mostly out on the ducks here tonight. Uh, I'm in more on Los Angeles, both both their first and second lines. Their first line I'm using in lines like uh, Vancouver Power Play, Ottawa One, that type of thing. Uh, their second line is where I'm going to push in uh, with my Edmonton and Colorado stacks. So uh, re- I like both of the LA line, top lines here tonight. Uh, not in on Anaheim so much. Uh, goalies, like Cal Peterson is just, over the last three years, there's all small samples because he hasn't been uh, a full-time starter in the NHL. But Cal Peterson has flat out been like one of the best goalies in the league, like third by high danger save percentage in the last three years. Like he's only played 30 games. So that's the thing, 32 games, sorry. So that's the thing you have to worry about. But third uh, amongst all goalies with at least 1,500 minutes played by high danger save percentage and double the goal saved above expected of Jacob Markstrom like he's been good so Cal Peterson's one of my favorite goalies here tonight 
Yeah, I agree with you, especially if the Ducks are going to be chalky, right? So you're going to get your, they're going to be a popular filler. So Peterson's probably going to be even lower owned. And I agree. I don't know why the Kings keep going like, oh, we got to play Jonathan Quick. Um, I don't know. He Quick should be a backup at this point. Peterson's the guy. And I, I do agree with your Ducks analysis. I will say I am very partial to Max Comtois. He's been very good recently. And I imagine he comes in lower owned than a Silverberg or a Zegris or Henrique, something like that. Um, and like, yeah, you're saying like they're going to be popular fillers. So I, I kind of like uh, Colorado three as my favorite filler with Edmonton for whatever it's worth. Uh, John Gibson, 7,500. I'm probably going to be, I'd probably be underweight on the field, which is the first time I can say that this season. Um, I'm on Peterson more in this game. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Don't like, I don't mind Gibson. If you want to use him, he's fine. Um, I'm just more on Peterson, especially where I'm correlating more with my Los Angeles stacks. Um, all right, we have one more game to get to, but before we get to it, just want to remind everybody that if you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, you can catch all of your favorite Osmo YouTube shows through the Osmo Podcast Network. We've got a podcast for every sport, and we're available on every major platform, so head on over to osmo.com slash podcast to check out the latest. Uh, Leave a five-star rating and a review on one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle, or email address, and you'll be able to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. One winner will be awarded every Friday, and reviews will be eligible to win for up to one year, so you can win in the summer for baseball, you can win in the fall uh, for football, or even next hockey season. Uh, just head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast. Uh, you can check out all our podcasts on every major platform. Just leave a five-star rating and a review uh, and get a chance to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Not a bad deal. Um And we also have a bunch of free stuff up on the site today, as we usually do. Uh, Today, we have free NBA player projections and NHL ownership. So if you're watching this and hearing us talk about all these chalky Anaheim Ducks, but you haven't subscribed yet, you can check out our ownership, see what it's all about. If you like what you see, go on and sign up over here at Osmo.com. All right. Getting to our final... Okay, we're getting to our final game, and I'm going to go off on just like a little mini rant here. I see everybody complaining about how this game is starting at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Listen, guys, try living in the Atlantic time zone where every single late game every night starts at 11 or 11.30 p.m. I don't remember the last time I went to bed before midnight. Like, honestly, it's been years. So this one night of a game starting at 11 p.m. Eastern, you guys can suck it up for one night. Try try living in Newfoundland where it's even 30 minutes later than it is for me. This game will be starting at 12.30 a.m. their time. So I don't want to hear any more about these late starts. Just suck it up. Watch the game. All right. We're going to get to this game before we get to Josh. I want to just talk about uh, these new Montreal lines that are going to be coming uh, to us in this game tonight. They dropped right before uh, we came on the air. So I don't even know if our ownership or top stacks will project are updated with them yet. Uh, but they are going back to the old line of Suzuki, Anderson, and Drewan. But the other three lines look a little bit different. Uh, Kotkaniemi between Toffoli and Brendan Gallagher and Philip Deneau between Thomas Tatar and Joel Armia. <sighs> I had a long diatribe about what the matchups were going to be and how they were important for this game, but now I really don't know what the matchups are going to be because they've changed up their lines since the last game. Um, again, another game where I think there's a lot to like on both sides, so I'll let you take it wherever you want to go. Yeah, so I have been going back and forth for the past hour trying to figure out who's going to match up with who. Um, and, like, the thing is with Montreal, you're like, oh, wow, they're, they're, they're old lines. They're elite five on five. These guys, you don't have much of a sample besides the Suzuki line. We all know what that is. I, I don't know if this is a safe assumption or I'm just crazy. I would imagine the Horvat line, if they see the top competition, they maybe treat that as the Suzuki Duran Anderson line, or more likely they see it as the Tafoli Gallagher Cocktiami line. But the Horvat line is definitely going to see one of those two, right? <sighs> Which leaves the Miller Besser Hogliner line to see the either or. So, okay. Matchup aside. On the, on the Montreal side, if you're trying to get in a Montreal one or a Colorado one, this Tatar to know Armia line is very cheap. They are a little over 12,000 as a full line. 
power play correlation stinks, but we don't really play the Canadians for the power play. No. Uh, Armia is on the top power play, 3,500. Tatar is 4,700 on power play two. And then Deneau uh, does not get power play time. I think it's a fine filler line uh, if you're trying to play Colorado and Edmonton. Um, you know, the Armia Tatar two man is uh, 8-2, which is reasonable. Um, so that is a, the filler two man that I would go to unless you want to go, if unless you can fit like Suzuki Juren, but that's more 9,100. It's, um, might be a little bit tougher. And if I was going to a full line here, like obviously the Suzuki Juren Anderson line, we know what to expect from them. They're a very good line. They're going to see ownership as well. Uh, I, I really like this to fully Cockney Gallagher line. Uh, even if they see the Horvat line, like Horvat's their best defensive center, but he's playing with Pearson and Jake for So, there's nothing to ride home about. Um, it is only 16-4 for the full line, which is manageable. Tofoli's obviously on the top power play, 7,000, and then you get the two-man at Kakanyami and Gallagher uh, on power play two. If you want to like go for a little power play two with Kakanyami Gallagher, that's fine, 9,400. That's also reasonable. Um, so, yeah, I like this top line as a stack, and I like going to uh, – little minis if you're trying to fit in a more expensive line like a Suzuki Juran or an Armia Tatar. And then on the Montreal or on the, excuse me, the Vancouver side, I think for me, if I'm going to go Vancouver, it's all about the power play. Uh, the Canadians penalty kill is not great. They take a ton of penalties. So I think uh, you can do like a Horvat Miller Besser. If you even want to add in, I think Tanner Pearson's up there as well. Um, he's 3,500. I think you can do that. Um, Quinn Hughes is 5,200. It's manageable. He hasn't been great recently, but I think you can go in with that. I don't mind um, <clears throat> the second line is a full stack, Miller, Besser, Hoglander. But uh, if you want to get more power play correlation, you can leave off Hoglander, go Pearson, something like that. But uh, Vancouver side, it's all about power play. Yeah, I uh, agree with you. Vancouver power play. I love that stack here today. Um, but the problem is a lot of people are going to like that stack today. I was just checking out our ownership and Tanner Pearson, we have him as the fifth highest owned player on the That's entire right. slate, yeah. which kind of makes sense, right? You can two-man him with Horvat. They're going to play minutes. They're going to play power play. It's a good power play matchup. So, like, that makes sense. But just be aware that if, you know, if you're going Edmonton power play plus a two-man of Horvat Pearson, chances are uh, you're going to have a, a bunch of friends with you with kind of the same lineup. So um, just be aware that you could get duped there. Uh, and it is a concern. That's kind of what makes me get away from the even strength matching from Vancouver here. I think everything I do with the Canucks, it'll be a power play stack of some sort. So like Horvat Pearson with Besser or Horvat Pearson with Miller or, you know, Pearson with Miller and Besser and Hughes or, you know, something like that. I'll be stacking across the lines. I'll be focusing mostly on the power play for Vancouver because like, like, Montreal's the most penalized team in the league. Like there, there's a game earlier this season where Vancouver power play uh, broke the slate because they got three power play goals against the Habs. Uh, that game featured uh, 10 goals total. Uh, Tyler Toffoli had a hat trick. It was bonkers, but it just goes to show that Montreal's penalty kill is bad. Vancouver's already shown that they can win a slate with it in this exact same matchup. Uh, lacking Elias Pedersen, but eh, you know we've seen Vancouver do reasonably well over the last few games. Uh, without him so I do like that Vancouver power play as far as Montreal I'm not uh, five man stacking any of the lines in fact I'm gonna have to go and change a whole bunch of my lines uh, because I made them this afternoon which is obviously a stupid play Uh, love the two man of Kakaniemi and Gallagher but you're right it might be a little bit expensive at that point you're getting up to a $4,700 average cost uh, and that really restricts uh, what you can do elsewhere. Like you can't fit them in with Colorado power play one or something like that. So um, just be aware, like Kakaniemi and Gallagher is my favorite two man, but just be aware. It is also the most expensive two man outside of Kakaniemi uh, and Toffoli. Um, looking towards the blue line. Like, I think, you know, it's the same thing with Vancouver that it always is uh, correlate Hughes with your power play. Uh, otherwise, like there's probably nothing there that I want to play. Um, even Nate Schmidt, like he's getting some secondary minutes on the power play, but he was down to like 14 minutes last game. And his, his ice time has been really inconsistent. Um, 
they're playing Tyler Myers a ton. And that's actually what makes me like Montreal here more. Um, Vancouver is 28% worse than league average uh, defensively with Myers on the ice this year. Like he's just a tire fire. If they're going to play him 24 minutes, I will take every one of those minutes from Montreal because they're good minutes for the Habs. Um, don't. So yeah, I don't really like a bunch of the defensemen in this game. I think um, correlating with the Habs like Weber, I'll put him, you know, in my stacks with Suzuki or Druin or something like that. And I'll put Petrie with my secondary guys um, if I need a stack and not just a two-man. Or just dump all the way down to Brett Kulak. I don't think I'm going to be taking any of those guys uh, in the mid-range. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Um, Travis Hamanick, 3,100. I guess. I wish he was still under 3,000. So I'm kind of just correlating my defenseman as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I think correlating is the way to go. Goalies, I made a note here. Um, this is how important sh- paying attention to shot volume is. Carey Price has one save bonus this year, and Thatcher Demko has five. He's already hit the 35 save bonus on five different occasions. I love Thatcher Demko again here tonight. Agreed. 7,300 at home? Like, come on. Yeah, if you're, especially if you're using Vancouver, like, just plug him in. Yeah, Exactly. Um, Team correlation there. I don't mind him as a one-off either, but there are, like we've talked about, there's a bunch of goalies on this slate. So if you like one, roll with it. Yeah, that's why we talked about Kakinen, or Capo Kakinen earlier. Uh, we, you said he kind of felt a little bit trappy at 7,400. Uh, but then if you look later in the slate, you have Auntie Ranta at 7K if you want to get different up against Colorado. Uh, Peterson at 7,500 and Demko here at 7,300. There are a lot of goalies, 7,500 and below tonight that you can use. So um, I think other than Grubauer, I'd be spending 7,500 or less on my goaltenders. Definitely. And I'm, I'm off carry price as I usually am. Um, especially if, if the Canadians can't stay out of the penalty box, it could be a long night for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. So Josh, why don't you throw out uh, one of your favorite stacks today that isn't Edmonton or Colorado and a guy that you think could hat trick tonight. <laughs> My hat trick pick yesterday was Steven Stamkos. So can't get any worse than that. Um, favorite line is Ottawa one. And hat trick. Let's see. I'm going. <sighs> Who am I going with here? As I keep scrolling, I'm going to say Miko Rantanen. Miko Rantanen hat trick. Okay. Um, I will go. I'm, I'm with you on Ottawa one. I really do like that line. I was actually going to pick that line, uh, but you took it from me. So I won't take the Ottawa one line here tonight. Uh, I'll go uh, Los Angeles two. Um, they may be fairly popular, but I really like the way they've been playing. I think it's a great matchup. Uh, good filler stack here tonight uh for my one-off for my uh hat trick goal scorer tonight i'll say connor garland let's see if he can do something and carry arizona uh on his back to a win here tonight all right that'll wrap it up for us uh for today everybody if you could before heading out if you could like and subscribe help us grow this channel here uh ding the bell if you want to get notifications to whenever uh we come on the air again we're usually here every day uh, except for Sundays. Uh, for our producer, Tyler, uh, for Joshua, Captain America, Harris, this is Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, saying good luck tonight, everybody.